Hi, my name is DJ Trischler, and this is Process Out Loud, the podcast. It's a space where I reflect on everything that I've learned from teaching and studying during the previous week. Most of the content will refer to my experiences in the Masters of Design program, the MDES, through the School of Design at the University of Cincinnati's College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, otherwise known as DAP. While there's a lot to cover in one week, I try to keep the episodes brief at about 10 minutes each. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm in my second week of grad school, Masters of Design, University of Cincinnati, DAP, and I'm going to make it quick tonight, and uh, you might have picked up I'm recording this tonight because I don't have the time on Monday mornings as I'd like. Um, this semester is a lot different than last semester. It's pretty packed. Um, got a lot of open space, but I'm filling it pretty quickly with lots of reading, and um, soon I think there's going to be lots of writing. I'm really excited about it, but it's a little overwhelming, to be honest. So I think I'll make it through, and if I ever listen to this again, I'll probably look back and say, that wasn't such a big deal. But at the moment, <laughs> feels like everything's getting squeezed in, and um, yeah, I'm getting stretched. It's good, though. So let's jump in. Uh, I'm going to just go in order here. In my proposal prep class, I've had some good aha moments. I had to come up with three potential proposal topics. And they're all pretty much related to how we teach and present design. Um, the first one being teaching design in an age of acceleration, as uh, Thomas Friedman calls it. I, it. There's just so much to teach. Thinking about typography alone, um, there's so much to teach about good type. And then, like, what type communicates and what that means within um, a democracy and, um, and with artificial intelligence and what that means within a democracy. Um, yeah, there's just so many layers. And, and what what, how do we approach teaching design in this in this world? Um, the second one is exploring how cooperative models can be applied to design studios and agencies, and then also in teaching in the classroom, which is related to some some work that my um, colleague Matt Wazinski is doing now um, related to design after capitalism. I'm really excited about that topic and diving into that because I think after grad school, I'd still like to have a practice of sorts, and and I'd like to practice in different ways than I've practiced before. And then the third topic that I'm looking at is an investigation of, of branding and and just how it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like it's a part of my French, but it, it's just selling ideologies that actually prevent people from doing good um, because they think they're doing good by buying something good. Um, and all we're really doing is promoting consumerism and what we really need is to mend the divides um, that we have in our cities and in our country um, in our streets and that requires getting out of your house doing things for others volunteerism civic engagement and um, what we need is branding for that sort of thing again a suggestion from um, Matt Wazinski's book um, design after capitalism and not branding for um, Nike shoes. Even if the message is good and promotes great things and it, and it 
has representation, that's great. Um, but it's still for Nike at the end of the day. And so um, what if branding existed to get people to go do things, like literally do things, just do it, like hang out with homeless people, volunteer at the local um, school and, and tutor kids and mentor programs um, beyond nonprofits, but just it's like volunteering. So that's that's uh, that's proposal prep. Excited about those topics. Um, I, I think I have three that I could run with that are all pretty related and probably need lots of um, I I don't know um, focus, but but getting close. I'm taking an independent study on decolonization, and you know that term. I don't think it's my place to say what it is or it isn't. Um, as a white male, um, European descent. Um, coming from long ago, a country that um, has been involved in not necessarily colonizing here. Um, we've definitely immigrated here, um, but um, European continent that has really inflicted a lot of harm on a lot of places in the world in the name of white supremacy. And, and so I'm just coming down to the conclusion, like, what is decolonization? It's dismantling and decentering white supremacy or whiteness. And I know that that's kind of trendy to say, um, and that there's a lot of, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's trending, I guess, to do to say these things. But it le legitimately is there that, that capitalism... Um, exist because of white supremacy. We have to believe that somebody's less than others in order to pay them a wage that's not worth the labor and, and capitalism thrives because of cheap labor in different parts of the world and has thrived because of that. And colonization has existed because white Europeans thought that they were better than those who were not white Europeans. And so these things still exist in our systems um, structurally, but also in our ideologies. And so I see this decolonization thing right now um, as, and, and I'm inspired by the work of um, George A and Elena Lopez and um, Sadie Redwing and some stuff that they were talking about this summer where decolonization is a totally different thing. That's, that's the work of indigenous peoples. Obviously there needs to be partnership, but I think what, what we need in design is decentering whiteness. So just some thoughts there. And, and, and in regards to decolonization too, I think whiteness, there's just techniques that we have that lead to efficiency and um, the rational side of the brain is, is what's often lifted up versus intuition and um, seeing a bigger picture, not just a, a focused picture. So. I'm learning a lot in that that discussion, that course, in beauty, race, and gender. Gosh, oh man, I am reading so many words I've never heard of before. I'm, uh, I've you know heard of Michel Foucault and uh, his thoughts on their thoughts on governmentality and um, neoliberalism and biopower, and I'm reading about it now and and just like getting an understanding of it and what it means and kind of emphasizing and, and um, backing up a lot of my skepticism of capitalism and how um, like the more we spread capitalism around the world, basically we have more people that can be governed by American ideals, white 
ideals and that just creates more customers. It's basically the idea of creating relationships that create capital for major companies. And beauty, um, cosmetics is a, is a one way to do that. It's actually a really easy way to do that and mesh with advertising. What is beautiful, um, we create this idea, ideology of what beauty is and what it means and then we can sell it to others. And so, um, yeah, this, this class is really interesting and, and I'm, I'm really enjoying Stephanie, the professor, uh, uh, colleague, friend. Um, and then I'm taking another course called Ethnographic Methods. And that's also just kind of blowing my mind. I'm learning about the history of ethnography moving from single site, kind of, you know, the Indiana Jones character going out and just studying a group of people to more uh, contemporary multi-sites where there's not a place on earth that hasn't been touched by globalization. And so before it used to be going and studying people untouched that have their cultures that are influenced only by their culture. And now it's like, how is this culture influenced by the out, outer world? And therefore it's not just one site, but it's multiple sites. And, and to that point, I, I got to really understand what the word discursive means today. Um, I, I heard it in terms of discursive design and always thought it was like kind of creating a conversation, but what I'm understanding discursive to me now is that it's multiple possible conversations or multiple possible pathways. And, and discursive design is moving people away from the status quo, which is one line of discourse and opening up other possible lines of discourse to see new potentials and to discuss do we want this way or do we want that way? Anyways, that's a tangent. And, um, but it does relate to, to um, ethnography at the moment as I'm learning it is that, that it's discursive in that even people at a site, let's say a local site, will say like this is the object of study and it's influenced by this. And every person might have a different uh, discursive idea of connections and it's up to the ethnographer to map those connections and to present them and make a general sense of what's happening there. And so I'm really digging that. I, I hope I get to use ethnography in my thesis as I study whether it's branding or co-ops, cooperatives. Um, I think that'll be really, really fun. Um, and then last but not least, type. Teaching type. Type is so hard to teach. It's There's just so many things to cover in type that like you start thinking about the grid, but then you forget about play. And then you start thinking about play, but then you forget about alignment. And then you start thinking about alignment and you forget about letting and you forget about, you think about letting and you forget about tracking. And there's all these just, it's just like playing a game of Tetris, but you can move the Tetris blocks in and out of themselves. And it's, it's like a butterfly effect in that you do one thing on one part of the piece, it changes the other part of the piece. I've been trying to tell my students it's kind of like rational, intuitive. Um, Stephanie in anthropology says like uh, uh, intimacy and estrangement. So like getting really deep into the type, stepping back and seeing it. deep, step back, inhale, exhale. Speaking of which, I need to remember to breathe in this time as I have all these things that are rattling around in my brain. 
I'm loving this though. I have to say, like, I'm just loving this. It's so much fun to study and to study the structures of society and how design has played a role in that. And kerning and letting are really important in that too, because how we communicate, how we structure a page is not unlike how we consider structuring different things in society and culture. And so maybe someday that'll make more sense to me, but for now, I, I, I think it does. And um, I'm just thankful. So I don't know if anybody's listening to this, but someday I will, and I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that in 20 years. All right. Have a good night. Good day. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, good weekend, wherever you are, and thanks for listening.